It's a beautiful day to win some bets, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get into the Mount Lockmore podcast with at Coda Capper Pace and at BRUS35 on the Coda Sports Gambling Network. It's exciting to win money. You know, people out here, I hear all these people talk about you just like the action. No, I like the money, actually. And it always sucks when you lose, but it's a great feeling when you win. He had texted me and he said, uh, I'm going to leave soon. And then an hour later, he's like, all right, I'm leaving in an hour. And I was like, yeah, it, I don't have time to wait around. All <laughs> an hour later, he said, I'll leave in an hour. It got, yeah. it got out of, yeah, it wasn't great. Hey, it wasn't good. What time do you two, end up? Two hours home? is soon, isn't it? What time do I get home? Like 1130. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you're in mountain time. Hey, Chill out. Hey, hey, I got, I got back to Fargo at 2 a.m. We could have recorded then. True. True. Speaking oh, about that, Puba. Yeah. How all right? Obviously, this is Mount Lockmore podcast. A little cold open uh, by Bruce. Love it. But Pumba, you were at the uh, the Twins Sat- Sunday and Monday. Club Campbell, look at the ball. Look at that. Sunday and Monday. I have to and ask Bruce a question. Hold on, hold on. So Bruce, you game. Bruce, do you bring a glove game. to the game? No. Okay. I was disappointed that Pumba didn't bring his glove. No. I gotta have. You, I gotta have my cannot hand, bring it I gotta have my hands full open for a beer and a hot dog. You know. True. 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 Okay. Amen to that. But yeah. Monday's game. Ninth pitch of the game. Verdugo at the plate. Bundy pitching. Ball goes up in the air. I, I stand up because I think you know that's in our general direction. Not really thinking that's gonna fall right in my lap. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of had reading is maybe a, a row or two behind and. All of a sudden, she just dove from the heavens and just literally right into the bread basket. I, I just put my hands kind of just – it was almost just – I don't know. It, it all happened so fast, but just boom, caught her barehanded. Crowd goes nuts. I was – felt like <laughs> did, a Did the crowd go actually go nuts? Hold on. No, wait, if, wait. Hey, <laughs> if, if you watch I, – because I, I went and watched the replay of the game today. If you watch the replay of the game, you can – on the broadcast, you can hear the crowd cheer. For me catching the ball. Can you see yourself? Or did you? No, I do not appear on screen. Oh darn! No, but you can. You can hear the crowd cheer for me catching the ball. That's that's just one. So is this your first one? This is my first ball. I've always wanted to, and I don't want no cheat like, oh, first baseman. You know, at the end of an inning, tosses ball into the stands. No, no, no. I want straight from straight from the bat into my hands. Like like Soup even said, that should almost count as an out. I mean, I'm a Twins fan. <laughs> I caught the ball on the fly. Let's, let's the out that would be sweet. That's how we make baseball fun. Yeah, that's how we make baseball fun. That's how you. That's how you get fan interaction. There you go. Better. Better. Uh, B Ross, you ever caught a ball? I mean, you've caught, you've catch, you catch balls, but like a baseball. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, Puma didn't even laugh at that. What the hell? Coming out, coming out high. That's it's 2022, bro. That wasn't PC joke. Oh, he left. Uh, no, I have not. You have not caught. Okay. Right. No. So actually, um, me and my buddy went up to uh, Progressive Field one time for a Friday night game. It was a uh, dollar dog night, and we got in right field, and we went before uh, or during batting practice. And we're sitting there, and I think I had like three hot dogs in my hand, 
And so I sat down or I'm standing up, I'm eating one and haven't, I got the other two in my hand. And, you know, sometimes there's those dudes, uh, that just try way too hard for like this dude had a camo Nick Swisher Jersey on Ooh. like van or, uh, <laughs> um, high top chucks and like white socks up like around his calves and he was running back and forth through the uh section just trying to catch every home run ball every bp home run ball and uh he ran into me and knocked my hot dogs out of my hand and one of like i dropped one and obviously I was eating it and I hadn't, I'd had like maybe two bites of it. And he, I'm like, bro, you owe me a hot dog, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> animal? He's like, no, bro. That's not, no, no. I don't owe you a hot dog. Come on. One dollar. It's only one dollar. He could have tossed you a dollar. Yeah. He looked like he listened to Kid Rock religiously. So <laughs> he has one good song. Um, Pumba. The people want to know about Club Campbell. Hey, I tell you what, for, for anybody going to a Twins game, it's not always open. It's, it's, I, I hear the location moves every now and then, but at least uh, mo- Monday night's game, south side of uh, level five of park, parking ramp A, uh, Club Campbell was open for, for really anybody and anybody to come along. <laughs> uh, Club Campbell was open. The music was good. The, the beers were good. I mean, there were, yeah, th- things, things were vibing. We had, we got good vibes for the game. Um, yeah. Club Campbell is an, it's an interesting, like I said, it's not always there. It's kind of a, it, it, the only way you're going to know if it's around is if you get invited, but you just got to keep your eyes open for it. Cause if you'd walk up, you'll hundred percent get in, you'll get into the club. How many people fit in Club Campbell? How many, well, I mean, there's there's just infinite space there i mean okay. you just keep expanding how big club campbell is okay that's I, fair uh, yeah i imagine I, club it, campbell, it, it's a great time i imagine it being like that episode of the office where michael has the party in his uh hotel room at the conference <laughs> and he invites like jerome bettis and that's what i picture club campbell yeah no he, he goes around telling everybody that's who's gonna be there yeah yeah, yeah like, there we go he goes around hey joe joe mauer's gonna be there <laughs> You know, he, yeah, he goes around just be telling people all these, Kirby all these Puck twins gonna be there. are going to be at Club Campbell. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he does. Just pr- promises the people will be there. That's awesome. It looked like you guys had a great time, so so that was cool. Um, that, that was good. How, Gentlemen, how are we feeling about the, uh, the race, the Yale Central race? The Guardians just, just can't lose, apparently, be Russ. So you, you I mean, they lost right. three or four to the Mariners over the weekend. But, you know, we come home, we come home from the West Coast trip three and three uh so you know i'm okay with that we got baltimore uh right now just beat them as of recording this beat them five to one uh the pitching is just like it's not like the pitching wasn't there this weekend it was the bats just went cold uh so i'm okay with it you know they'll they'll have that uh you know we get them at home this weekend we get the mariners uh, i believe we got the twins next weekend so uh the start of Huge. The biggest eight games of the season coming up. Love it. Pumba, uh, obviously you were at the game Sunday morning, like you said. How, how, how are we feeling? How are we feeling? Um, um, the, the, the twins are f- so falling the, apart tonight. So 
last two weeks have been the biggest roller coaster ride ever as a Twins fan. They win four in a row to start a homestand, and then just three terrible losses to the Rangers, followed by a sweep where they didn't look that bad in any of those Astros games. But um, just not the pitching matchups absolutely did not line up for the Twins in that series. They did not look terrible in that series, but obviously lose all three. Puts you at six losses in a row. People are just almost giving up on this team. I I, I at least kind of had a little faith in the road to 82 yet, but it was starting to doubt it a little. But uh, yeah, four wins in a row at time of recording this. We're looking in pretty good shape for uh, pulling in a fifth in a row, but to bring it back to one thing, uh, just as far as the Twins playing the or not the Guardians playing the Mariners this last weekend, do we have to be looking at the Mariners as just like this dark horse World Series team? I mean, the, I, yes. they started the season not very good. Yes. And, and I mean, that team, like, you know, you brought up as far as like the Guardians basketball and cold. I think it's just the Mariners pitching. I, I don't even know that much about the Mariners because I don't feel like they talk about that much. But, yeah, I, I, so. I think I, that team – I think they are. I think you look at, they do have really good pitching and I think that their bats, they, you know, one through nine, I think those guys can hit for the most part. Uh, and then you just get in there, you get the good pitching, you get timely hitting and that's something that they can do. Uh, and their manager hasn't, you know, fucked anything up too bad yet for them to, you know, anyone to doubt them. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think that the Mariners could definitely, definitely make a run. Yeah, I mean, obviously the whole talk is just, you know, Astros, Yankees are the two teams everybody's kind of focused on as far as having a chance out of the AL. But I saw Verlander actually added to the IL today. I don't know how serious that's looking for the Astros. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that Mariners team is just looking looking very, very, very good, considering they started the season pretty slow. Yeah. Trying to find their odds here, uh, about plus thirty five hundred to win the World Series. You guys, would you sprinkle that? It sounds like here a little bit. What what are, what are the odds to win the AL? Because uh, yeah, you hate to say it, but I think granted the Braves are red hot right now, but I mean the Dodgers and or Braves, Mets, whoever comes out of the NL. Yeah, I think you, there's very tough to beat. Yeah, there's three juggernauts right now in the in the East, and then you look at or in the in the NL, and then you look at the AL. And like the Yankees are just kind of, uh, yeah. the Astros have kind of fallen off a little bit, and then whoever the hell wins the the Central, yeah. But and and you know the Mariners will probably be obviously sliding in as a wild card, so it will be on the road come playoff time. But uh, I mean, as far as just not having home field advantage, but no, I, I certainly think as far as getting to the World Series, whatever those odds are, uh, I, I don't think that'd probably be a terrible play at this point. The top four, Dodgers plus 300, Astros plus 375, Yankees plus 450, Mets plus 500. Any of those interest either of you, gentlemen? I mean, I hate the Dodgers, but what are they, like 40 and 10? or four? I think I, I thought I said they were like 41, 41 and 9. Over the last or something season. stupid, yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, the, the Dodgers, and, and really they should be. I mean, that team is so stacked. They've been so stacked for years. Um, it's just thankfully there's been teams that have found ways to beat them uh, at times to to limit their World Series wins. But yeah, that that Dodgers team this year just looks unstoppable. Yeah, playoff baseball, uh, nothing better than it. I I actually love like I don't really love baseball, gentlemen, but I like I I really do love playoff baseball. There's something about it. 
it's just like every it feels like every pitch it's just like yeah everything hangs in the balance on it it doesn't matter if it's the first pitch of the game or yep. you know middle of the fifth inning it feels like everything hangs in the balance for it well every- and and i would say i don't know if there's i guess other i mean obviously in every sport there's a big atmosphere shift when it comes from regular season to playoffs but i don't know i feel like baseball is maybe the biggest from the standpoint of most baseball games are only maybe around two-thirds capacity during the regular season that's for one compared to you know it's like football a lot of stadiums are getting pretty good crowds week to week whereas baseball stadiums come playoff time they're they're sold out and the crowd rather than just sitting there drinking your beer eating your hot dog you know, just chilling at a baseball game. Usually baseball games are a pretty relaxed environment. Playoff baseball, I feel like that that switch to the playoff environment, is, it's probably just the greatest difference as far as you go from basically zero to 100. Yeah, like the Guardians tonight had uh, 12,000 people in attendance. Yeah. They play, If they get to the playoffs, they'll have – that place will be full. Yeah, the place will be sold out and, and rocking. Yes. Like they, people will be into it. How many, what was attendance Pumba uh, at the Twins games Monday? Monday I Monday. think low, low twenties. I think for both of them, I guess I don't know for Mondays. I think it was around low to mid twenties. All right. So that's pretty good. Right. Decent. Not bad. Not terrible. Um, playoff baseball is, I don't know, top five for me, but football, baby. B Russ, you got a big week here, man. You got a big week. Eat shit pit. Uh, West Virginia looking good. The uniforms looking spicy. Love the helmets. Uh, big week. How, how are you feeling going into this week? Um, Milena was asking me this earlier, and she's like, "Why are you like more excited about this game than any other game?" <laughs> and um, you know, I've, listen here, honey. I tried. To, I put it into perspective. I said, like, you know, we the last time we played them was 2011, my senior year of high school, and then we joined Big Twelve my freshman year. And so there's no like these long-standing rivalries, this history between these teams. It's like we played Texas like once before Oklahoma, like twice. So there's no history there. And so, yeah, while it's fun to, you know, do the horns down and, uh, you know, try to make fun, try to beat Oklahoma every year, even though we probably never will beat Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, this is the, this is the game. This is the biggest game. There's been more important games, but in the last 11 years, there has not been a more meaningful game to West Virginia fans than this game on Thursday. Uh, it's the backyard brawl. It's one of the best rivalries in all sports. 6 p.m. Thursday. B. Russ, uh, well, what's the prediction? West Virginia, seven and a half point dogs over under uh, 15 and a half. Uh, West Virginia plus 235 on the money line what am I going to say other than West Virginia money line, West Virginia money line, a hundred percent. It's going to, from, I saw a uh, video today and there was, uh, was it on the ECC network? They were talking about this game and uh, according to vivid seats, uh, 75% of the fans that are going to be there are West Virginia fans. Ooh. According to Vivid Seats, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You know, take that that for what it's worth. That's maybe at least. Well, we'll get kicks. Where's the game being played? Pittsburgh. Oh, like it. Okay, it's Heinz Field. It is. Yeah. It is. Acre Stadium. Get it right. What? Not. It's not Heinz Field anymore. Oh well, then my app's wrong here. 
fix the Acrisure, app. Acrisure Stadium. What is that? What 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 is that named after? I don't know. Some insurance company or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm ready for this hype video to come out because the uh, <laughs> the basketball teams have renewed the rivalry the last few years, and before uh, the la- the they played last year, the basketball team put out a hype video, and at the end of it, you could just hear like faintly "Sweet Caroline" playing in the background, <laughs> and I just I was bricked up. Bricked. bricked up, <laughs> bricked up. Um, Bira, so what, what, what type of team is West Virginia going to be? Uh, are they going to score points this season? Do they got a good defense? Uh, what, what kind of team they're going to be? Um, I think that, I mean, they have to be an improved offense. They bring in uh, Graham Harrell. Who's going to run a, uh, what? What? Oh, I thought you said something. I, I don't know. Did Pumba? They're going, to bring, they're going to bring in Graham Harrell, air raid guy. Uh, they're going to spread the ball around. They obviously got JT Daniels uh, slinging the rock, who's, you know, we'll see what he has. I just don't think he's really gotten a, gotten a fair shake. Uh, you know, he's been injured a lot, so we'll see. Hopefully he stays healthy. Veteran uh, offensive line, veteran playmakers, uh, defense that, you know, I think it's going to, you know, surprise some people. I think it'll be a top three defense in the league. Uh, so if the offense can do its part and score points, I think this team uh, could be contending for a Big 12 championship in December. I'm not going to you know, get my hopes up that high. I'll say eight and four, but I think it's a very, very improved eight and four. This schedule is tough. They go to Pitt, they go to uh, Virginia Tech, and they go to Texas all within the first five weeks of the season. Then they got to go. They end the season at uh, they go Oklahoma at Oklahoma or no Oklahoma at home uh, at Oklahoma State Kansas State I believe in that order. Um, so yeah, it's going to be there's going to be some tough some tough parts of the uh, the schedule. They get uh, Baylor at home for a Thursday. They have three Thursday night games this year, which is very big East. Wow, that's that's interesting. Bringing back some very big East fives. They used to play a lot of Thursday night games back in the day. Um, so, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. That's a good way to put it. Eight and four. Uh, don't hate that. I actually don't hate. What do you, do you like the under here, B Russ, or no? Pitt's defense is pretty solid. Um, I think both defenses are uh, very good. I'm Pitt's offense is going to be interesting because they're bringing in new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. I mean, they lost uh, slow or they lost um, Addison to USC. So I think they bring in new playmakers. So, yeah, I think the defenses are going to kind of dominate the day. It's going to be a very uh, like hard hitting, obviously very emotional football game. So, yeah, I think under, what is it, 51 and a half or 50 and a half right now? 50 and a half. It did open at 51 and a half. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we could see like a 24-21 ball game. One stat I have circled in my notes, West Virginia averages 35 points per game in season openers, B-Rust, since 2012. Look at that. Points, points, points. Um, points, points, points. I saw another stat the other day that, I mean, it's, you know um, – not really one to that anybody is going to, you know, say, oh, wow, if you're not a West Virginia fan. But since 2013, 
the year after Gino left, they have had uh, three starts by non-transfer quarterbacks. Three total starts. Three by, total. By non-transfer quarterbacks. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So it's, it's, it's a uh, it's, it's a lot of reliance on the old transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the old transfer portal. Um, but uh, J, why did JT go to Western? Is he from there or what? No, he's not from there. I think they had brought in Graham Harrell, and Graham Harrell was his uh, offensive coordinator his first year at USC, okay. and that was like his best year statistically. So, you know, I think that you know just kind of kind of fit for him. So we'll. Yes. That'll be good. That'll start us off week one. Finally, gentlemen, well, uh, week two, really, but uh, that, that'll start off off on Thursday. Pumba, I know you didn't get a ton uh, of, of college football watch, but uh, any thoughts on week zero? Did, did you see anything? Anything? Stick I, out uh, I, I watched maybe a quarter's worth of uh, Nebraska. I actually, I, I probably should have watched more for Nebraska's sake because they actually looked okay in the uh in, in the time span that i watched pretty sure i watched them out score did, did you watch Western pre-game or what i i watched them out score i i think in the time span i watched that game i think i watched nebraska outscoring 14 to 0 so in the time that i did not watch uh no nebraska don't did don't let corey um, apparently did not what now don't let corey hear that yeah i i I'm apparently i should i should have just watched a little game maybe <laughs> things would have went all right because uh yeah by the end of it um I, I saw that Nebraska did uh, not end up with such a good outcome. You know, a little, I did happen to see the onside kick deal happen. I was, I was just going to ask you, which was just wild for that. I, I happened to be watching at that time that Nebraska scores. I watched him kick an onside kick and um, just didn't, didn't really know what was going on. I was very, very dazed and confused by that. Just, I think, just I think wild, everybody was just a wild a wild decision in that. <laughs> up, up Who calls that? Frost, right? He, he's yeah, got to call uh, that. Yeah, he. Well, he he took. He said he called that. Yeah. Okay. There was a. I saw a stat, and it said, uh, "I have it pulled up right here." Before the onside kick, Nebraska had an eighty-eight percent chance in-game win probability. This was the seventh time Nebraska has lost a game under Scott Frost when it had at least an 80% chance to win at some point in the fourth time in the last nine games. That's incredible. They've lost nine, seven straight. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. If, if I was a coach, if we were all coaches losing your first game would be the toughest, right? You got such high hopes. You lose the first game and now what do you do? Right? As a favorite, it'd be brutal. As yes. a yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I'll always say like coaches and players can, pretend all they want that they don't look at spreads and this and that, but they're they, lying. they want, well, I'm, I'm not saying that they're putting a ton of emphasis on it, but they know, I mean, Nebraska, the players know, the coaches know, they know that they were the better team. Well, supposedly the better team that they were favored, that they're supposed to come in fairly easily win this game. And just, yeah. Once again, I mean, a, a, an absolute choke job. By Nebraska, absolutely. I mean, there's the same team by 49 points last year. Yeah, yep. I mean, just just an absolute choke job. Um, and I mean, the, the, really, the only good thing that happened for Nebraska fans that were at the game is that they got free beer. That was, <laughs> I think I said it at the time because I I think when I saw that tweet, it was like, you know, they were they were cruising like Casey Thompson drove him like right. Yeah. Down the field. Man, they looked good right away. 
and then you see the free beer tweet and i was like damn everything's coming up nebraska and then from there it was just downhill downhill quickly uh b russ i saw uh you put out your list of your top six uh teams after week zero vandy illinois northwestern north texas unlv fau did everybody get just beat on hawaii thoughts on that b russ your top six there after week zero um obviously i think vanderbilt put up the best performance uh of the weekend, I'm, they went, you know, as far west as you can go in the United States of America, just about, and just put on a clinic. They, you know, got down 7 nothing early, and everybody was on – well, at least I was on Hawaii. I know there were others. They were on Hawaii. I was also on the over, so thank God for the over. Uh, thank God for Vandy. <laughs> thank God for Vandy, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they just – took them to the woodshed man they just beat the absolute shit out of them did what they wanted uh you know that sec that sec football is just a different brand of football them boys know how to play it down there uh (laughs) and you know you have vandy illinois also looked pretty good um north texas just throttled utep i had utep money line uh because i tailed everybody did i think yeah i tailed dan and, uh, you know, UTEP just looked like they wanted no part of the, uh, the mean green. And so, yeah, North Texas three. And uh, who's my fourth? Uh, FAU. No, no, North Texas is my fourth, right? North Texas is your fourth. Northwestern, who I think should have been one, but they're three on your list. Okay. Northwestern, obviously. Um, I mean – they were definitely not the better team, but, you know, they you, they found a way to win. That's all that matters. Yep. Uh, and then UNLV looked incredible. Uh, they looked incredible in an incredible stadium, and they have the slot, the t- turnover slot machine. Dude, that's so bad. Yeah, that was sick. It's so sick. Imagine having to lug that shit around. Like, they got to take yeah. that now from, you know, wherever from Allegiant Stadium to wherever the hell – they're playing this week because you know they're getting paid like nine hundred thousand dollars to go get their ass beat somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that was so sick. V- very yeah. cool. Yeah, one one thing just uh, that that crossed my mind. Now we, I just want to bring up how sick Northwestern's helmets were with the Irish flag yep. colors yep. in the N on their helmets. That was yep. that was sick. Yep, uh, Nebraska really missed. They they should have done something. Yeah. Why, why didn't they do anything? They really, that's why they lost. Probably. You, you got to do something cool. You got to do something cool. Did you guys see that video uh, when Casey Thompson threw that final interception? Pumba, you might not have, but uh, be honest, did you? Surrender Cobras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did see that. I did see that video. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I, I mean, that was just simultaneously, good. you would just see, you know, all, you know, however many people were there, they're just their brains snapped the second that that interception was thrown. Yep. Just, Oh no, everyone head heads goes down. Uh, Nebraska got UND here, Pumba, uh, this weekend, any chance UND goes into, uh, what is their stadium called? I forgot. Um, Memorial stadium, I think Memorial stadium. All right. B Russ knows everything else. Call, but it any, the, any, call it the Husker hole or something. The like Husker that. hole. Yeah. yeah. Call it hell. Cornhole. Um, cornhole. There, ooh, there, we go. there we go. Hey, yo. Uh, any chance UND could, you know, compete here against Nebraska here? Or um, Nebraska is just going to come out and roll them, I think. The, the fact that Northwestern beat them, and I, I, I guess I don't know. I don't – you would sure think UND not that 
tough of an FCS team. But, um, yeah, I, I guess you never know. I, I would certainly think Nebraska comes out. It wouldn't surprise me if they maybe have a touch of a slow start, I, I guess. Depends. Depends if Frost can motivate them to, uh, to get things going or not. I guess really they've been a team of fast starts and slow, slow, uh, slow second half. So, I don't know, maybe you and Neil just pull the old 90% odds to win comeback on them. That would be cool. NDSU, of course, uh, has their opening game this weekend as well. Pumbaa, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know who NDSU plays? Oh, that's such a good question. If you gave me multiple <laughs> choice, I'd get it right. I mean, um, this, right. Is, this is what I'll say. They're playing a team that they're going to beat by more than 40. Yep. He is a very famous rapper. Um, yeah, he, not gonna break. Um, yep. Boom. Look at oh, Wow. Beerus. Let's go. There we go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, and NDSU, NDSU going to easily get it done. Yeah. You would think, yes. You would think. Yeah, so I, was ta- I was talking with somebody about plans for Saturday and they're like, oh, I'm going to the Bison game. And I was like, why? Wasn't, wasn't <laughs> even on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. It was not. Yeah. It's going to be nice out. It's North Dakota. Let's go golfing. Yep, are there any exactly. are there any FCS teams that are going to pull off the upset this weekend? Um, are the Jacks going to pull off the upset? I wouldn't be stunned, but it's also the Jacks, so they can screw off. Yeah, you I know? mean they. You would sure think they've got. I don't know. I was pretty good. Shot, though. but um, I mean, if they can get things to go, I, I, obviously, I, I feel like no matter what, FCS teams, you, you just need that big break or two. I mean, even. When NDSU went and beat Iowa, I mean, we got that halfway's fluke of a pick six in the uh, in the first half where the quarterback got hit and the ball just went kind of flailing in the air, um, and we ended up getting a pick six. I mean, you, you kind of just need those fluky plays whenever it happens. But I mean, yeah, it, it's it's always fun to see. I'm sure it always seems like there's one or two FCS teams that that uh, find a way to pull off the pull off the dub. I'll tell I you, have a. I'll tell you who's on my radar. UC Davis going to Berkeley. Ooh. A bad Cal team. You're going to what, – what's the spread on that? Uh, not available at the moment. Not, not available. <laughs> not available. Okay. <laughs> but you're high on them, apparently. Yeah. I'm just right. Watch out. Watch out. Um, watch out, FIU. Taking on Bryant. I'm calling it right now. Bryant comes back when we record next week uh, or whenever we do. Uh, Bryant will beat FAU. That, that's my upset of the week. Okay, I, I like watch it. out, Bryant plus four hundred on the money line, thirteen and a half uh, point dogs. Open up at fifteen and a half now. Drop two points, uh, but th- that's kind of what I'm liking here for for FCS. I also uh, UT Martin uh, Pumba over Western Illinois. I think UT Martin could win by ten or more. They're minus nine. I like that as well. Um, Weber State no line there. But anything else? Uh, have you guys looked at anything uh, so far uh, in, in week one here? Um. <sighs> Pardon me, really wants to take Ohio State, but like I just, that's too big of a number for it to, even though we all know Notre Dame is not the number five team in the country, it's just far too big of a number. To Ohio State's defense is such an unknown. Like I'm over. I'm far more tempted to take like Ohio State's team total. Ooh, okay. Uh, 37 and a half. Yeah, you give me 38. 38. 38-24 38-24 ball game. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now I, I can definitely see that. Um, what do you guys think uh for people who maybe care about 
like more uh, Midwest sports, a little bit of an intriguing matchup with uh, New Mexico State versus Minnesota, just because of uh, the whole Jerry Kill thing. Yeah. Him and PJ Fleck, little, little interesting there. So Jerry, I, I don't Jerry Kill, the one that was eating the daily bar on the sideline, if I'm not yes. mistaken, right? <laughs> yeah. but, Jerry but, Kill. Yeah, a little bit of a of an intriguing match with it, just because. Just I think that's an easy between game between the coaches. I mean, Minnesota's a thirty-six point favorite, but uh, hey, I tell you what, thirty-six is is maybe maybe going to be covered, but a teaser up to forty-two. No way they covered forty-two. Uh, open up at 38 and a half. Are you going to, te- are you going to tease? <laughs> no way they cover at 42. No, no, no way they cover 42, 46. I don't, I don't feel safe at 36, but, but, 42, but 42, that's, that's a little, that's, that's comfortable. I'll, I'll take that 42. New Mexico state plus 4,000 on the money line. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I'll be doing that, but, uh, New Mexico state now, they, they, now again, this is interesting. You got some teams played week zero, right? Are playing week one. And, New Mexico yeah, state, one and, of those teams. and that's the thing of, is, is that an advantage? Did you get to work some kinks out or, you know, do you have a team that's coming in fresh at home, hyped up that it's still their first game and just going to come out and just blow the doors off of them? Like, yeah. This, wow. this Hawaii plus 16 and a half. Stop. Stop, yes, dude. Stop. <laughs> I think Hawaii's gonna suck, dude, this year, like real bad. And plus, well, Kentucky yeah, I mean, just had a game too, right? Vandy yeah, just did. What they both did? Yeah, yeah, true. That's, Western Kentucky's got to go to Hawaii though. Yeah, and they just they just struggle a little bit with awesome P. So maybe mm-hmm. Russ, B Russ might be onto something there. Pace, how do you feel? How you feeling about the Boise State plus uh, plus two and a half plus or plus three uh, on the road? Um, I'm staying away from the spread. Give me the under the under is my lock of the week under 57, um, under, under, under both pretty solid defensive teams, Oregon state, not super, super great, but uh, they got a little better defensive uh, squad Boise state. Uh, they're going to struggle offensively. So, uh, I like the under 57 way too high. This should be 52, 52. Give me the 57. Way too high. Only only five points. <laughs> that's a score. That's a score. It's a score. Way too high. I only score. Yeah, only uh, uh, I do like that, though. Yeah. One thing, this is non-spread related, but I feel like we got to quick discuss is um, Michigan's quarterback situation. What what do we think of Michigan's uh, whole starting a guy week one? Did you, see guy week did you see his explanation for it? That was the best I, I did not. I, I saw a, a – like quote about it, but I he said it was a he said it was a biblical biblical reason. Biblical, yeah. <laughs> so here, I'll quick give my take, and then I guess you guys can see what you think about it. But I think, a, I don't think it's quite as big of a deal. I know his explanation apparently was super weird about it. When I first saw it, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, just because. And I understand there's a lot of college teams, and especially without a preseason, as far as knowing who your guy is. But my take on it is. They really want whoever, um, the whoever the guy that's starting week two. I don't know his name. Carthy, I they, think they really want him. Car- they they want him to truly be the starter, but they're just afraid of straight up coming out and saying that. So they're like, well, "Let McNamara start game one." Well, McNamara took him to the playoff last year. So well, exactly, but that but it, it's the whole thing of like NDSU ended up in this situation, and it really didn't matter who was the quarterback, but. When Carson Wentz was a sophomore at NDSU, I think everybody knew Carson Wentz was a better quarterback than Brock Jensen. But Brock Jensen had already won two national titles. I mean, I could have been a quarterback of NDSU that year and they'd have won a title. 
I mean, that team blew the doors out. Calm down a little bit. Dude, that team, all you had to do was hand the ball off, and that team was going to win every game by three touchdowns. But, I mean, it's that thing of, like, how to have the balls to sit the guy that's led you somewhere. And I think Michigan knows that they want to do that. I think this is just their way of being like, hey, look at, you know, we we gave him each a chance, and this is the guy we're going with. I think that's that's what Michigan's doing. They're trying to pretend to give each guy a chance, but – I think McNamara is going to find himself in the bench week three. That's my prediction. Ooh, hot take Pumba. Hot take Pumba. Hot take Pumba. Yep. All right. Um, gentlemen, thank you. Pumba, good take. Be us. Anything else? So uh, we got to wrap it up here. We uh, promise next week we'll have uh, a Zoom account that we can record more than 40 minutes. I promise. Eat shit. Bit. Love it. Hey, Rip, Cal- Rip Calvin. First quarter, West Virginia plus three. Hammer. Let's go. Dude, was gassing me up in the in the group chat, and I was like, "This isn't good." Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, eat shit, pit. Go, be Russ, Pumba. Uh, go, Twins, and uh, we'll talk to everybody uh, soon. Peace. Peace. Thank you.